Hello, I'm Michelle Kramer Fitzgerald, and I am your guest host today for Delaware State of the Arts here on 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Today, I'm pleased to have with me artist and maker Samara Weaver, who is going to be the featured artist at Wilmington's Mezzanine Gallery in June. Hi, Samara. Thanks for being here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Sure. So tell us, to get started, tell us a little bit about um, what your work is, what your favorite mediums are, if you have any, and what got you started as an artist? Sure. So um, I actually work in a lot of different mediums. Right now, my focus is on, I came up with this system of using watercolor painted trace paper that I paint myself um, and I layer it into these hanging wall pieces. So it's a little bit sculptural, very colorful, um, has a very tactile appearance. Um, so for my fine art, that's been my focus at the moment. And then I also make functional ceramics and porcelain jewelry. I've also worked in um, wood, glass, uh, I've even done a little bit of metal work, photography, all kinds of stuff. But right now, those are my, um, that's my focus. Um, my background is actually in architecture. I have my master's in architecture. Um, and I worked in architecture and construction, so product design. Um, and I, But I've always been an artist. It always kind of comes back to being an artist. Um, my dad's actually an artist as well. And I got to be exposed to art all of my life, which was wonderful. Um, and so when I was picking something to major in at school, um, architecture was something that combined two things that I love. So buildings and spaces and artwork. So um, that's what I went to school with. And during that time, I did get to hone a lot of my craft, um, the way that I make things. I think that's where I kind of developed um, using so many different mediums because in architecture when you're in school you're having to make models and do drawings and they at i went to tyler um mm -hmm. and it's very design based so it was very much what mediums can you use to express what you're trying to express in your projects um and i kind of carry that with me to this day which is pretty great um i was working in construction and then in two i left there and was um, doing kind of more a management role. Um, and I was accepted with a large glass and steel sculpture that I had created that's actually 20 feet long, um, six feet high and 18 inches wide into the Delaware Art Museum's juried craft show in 2018. Um, I was actually pregnant with my daughter when I installed that piece oh that God. fall. And then, so I was nine months pregnant have some pretty fun photos of that. And um, in the opening reception, I actually had my daughter. So like two weeks later, I'm there at the opening reception with my infant daughter. Oh, literally, which you had her there. Like you just, oh my gosh. <laughs> had her there. She got to be at my first museum show, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I think that's great. I think that's a wonderful introduction to, you know, art for your, for your daughter, right? <laughs> you could tell her that story. I'm sure you do tell her that story. Yeah. And um, so after that being accepted to that show, it really kind of, I don't know, pushed to home for me that 
people appreciated my artwork. They appreciated the work I was doing. It was valuable and that I should keep pushing with that. So I continued my kind of on the side work with um, artisan floral and artwork and that kind of thing. And then in 2020, a studio opened up at the Delaware Contemporary um, and I had people encouraging me to apply. So I applied, I got my studio. And then from that point on, I was working full-time as an artist doing functional ceramics, my paper pieces, um, and porcelain jewelry as my main focus. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I've done some other things, but that's been, you know, my main focus since I've been here for the last two years. And then in the last two years, you know, my visibility has very much increased, which is great. I had a article in Delaware today. I've had a ton of shows and I've been invited to be in shows, which is really cool. So um, it's really taken off. It has. I started to see your name everywhere, which is really great. Um, and I, you've kind of answered my next question. I was going to ask you how your education as uh, architect and architecture informed your, mm -hmm. your artwork now, but it really does. I think you've got a lot of really cool 3D pieces and, and 3D work that sort of really, I'm sure has been influenced by your background in architecture. So I love your work. Definitely. I think it's, it's really great. It brings in all of the things that, you know, as you know, an architecture major. So I think it brings the two together really well. So congratulations on that. Thank you. I do. Um, <laughs> my big piece light and air that I made in grad school has like very specific architectural um, components. So that piece is made of like around 1600 glass tubes that I flame worked. Um, so I was kind of playing with the idea of glass in space making and how in architecture, usually glass is used to disappear so that you have views and it's just to kind of keep that envelope, um, but it's supposed to kind of disappear. So I was playing with the idea of using this transparent medium to actually shape space and inform um, how someone experiences a space because tubes refract light very differently. So you're not seeing through it. You're actually almost a lot of times seeing kind of like behind what's immediately um, behind the glass. So if I had a person stand right next to the sculpture and I'm looking from the other side, I'll actually see maybe what is, I don't know, 20 feet behind them, the light ref refracting in the tubes. So if there's like a window to outside, I'm seeing like green and the buildings behind them um obviously like totally abstractly but it, it's pretty interesting um and then in my current practice um working in multiple mediums like i had said a way of making and kind of the way in school and in architecture that you're kind of problem solving and playing with lots of different methods to get to that end goal or the solution is kind of how i address my artwork I love that. I also wanted to compliment you. I uh, attended the International Jazz Awards, and I know that you created oh, cool. those awards, and they were really beautiful. Yes. Can you talk a little bit Thank about those? So because much. those vessels were so beautiful and so unique. Um, can you talk a little bit about that process and and why you sure. created that vessel and what it, how it related to you know the awards and and how it spoke to you to connect the two. Yes, of course. So I had actually gotten the opportunity to be at a live jazz event where um, they had myself and a painter um, 
actively working in our mediums while the concert was going on, which was very, very cool. So we were responding with our artwork to what was happening and what we were hearing and feeling in the space. Um, so during that time, I kind of was just experimenting with a lot of different things. One of the bases that um, was one of the wards I actually did carve during that um, event. Oh. And then I took some of the methods that I developed while I was working and applied those to the other bases that were um, the awards. So it was pretty neat because it's this circular process of hearing the music, responding to that, and then allowing yourself to kind of just like free, free flow and respond and feel in the moment. I came up with new techniques that I hadn't been using before and then applied that to the pieces that I made for the awards. That's great. And each of the pieces, if I'm not mistaken, were just a little different, right? They, they were different. So there was, um, two of them were more similar to each other on, on both ends. So two of the pieces, um, were, more full of motion and a little more free form. And two of the pieces were a little bit more structured. Um, and one of them had was structured and had additional carving on it. Um, the two more free form pieces, just to talk a little bit about how I make them. Um, I actually will throw the piece on the wheel, um, and then etch lines into the surface as the wheel is turning. And then with the wheel stopped, I'll actually kind of go in and push from the inside out mm -hmm. so that I'm getting these kind of bulges and sweeps on the exterior that are also um, pushing against these line surface. So you get a really interesting mix of like form and motion and then also texture. I think they were beautiful. And I loved that each of them was unique to the person. So they all got their own special piece of art yes. in addition to an award. So that was really brilliant. I, I loved that about you. About Thank you so work. much. I was so honored to be invited to, to do that in the first place. It was a really cool project to work on. And um, in general, as an artist, I really love the idea that the point of me making art is not for me to just like have all of this art, but is for it to go into the world and for people to get to enjoy it and and have it in their homes and their spaces and for it to, you know, create feelings of whatever, you know, however that they respond to that work, but it to, um, you know, create situations where people can have an emotional response to something. And then it then has a home and it goes to live on. I, I love that idea. What greater thing than to create art to celebrate an artist, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. So before we go any further, I want to take a moment to remind everyone that you're listening to Delaware State of the Arts here on 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. And today I am talking with Samara Weaver, who is an artist and a maker of many different media. And she is also going to be the featured artist at the Mezzanine Gallery in Wilmington in June. So Samara, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're going to have displayed in June and how that whole project came about. Um, so for that work, um, I have a couple of different things that I'd like to show. Um, I work in so many mediums and I was kind of playing with the idea of, well, do I want everything to be 
in the same medium have a specific theme or do I kind of want to showcase all of the different things that I'm working on? So I decided that I actually want to showcase a lot, a lot of my different work so that it's kind of like, here's a picture of, of me. Um, so I'm actually going to have a lot of my paper pieces there where I'm playing with color and texture and movement. Um, a lot of that work is inspired or informed by the natural world. Um, and some of it is just me kind of playing with color exploration. Um, and then I'm also going to have some of my ceramic work. So I have functional work that I'd like to display just so people get an idea of being able to see kind of all of these different things. Like functional work is very different, but still a piece of artwork compared to like a wall piece that you'd have in your home um, or you know, in a museum or wherever. Um, I also have ceramic pieces um, that I combine a couple of different mediums. So I use like wood and uh, felted wool, rope and porcelain um, in these kind of structured wall hangings. I'm actually going to be working through that process um, in a community project this summer. Um, that's going to be at the Art Stables, where City Fest is actually based. So that's actually a really cool thing that's happening. So on the weekends, on Saturdays from 10 to 12, we'll be holding um, community space to create art um, through these ceramic pieces. So there's like medallions and rings and um, mark making on those pieces that are, are individual to the person. Um, and then when the project's done, we'll have all of these pieces that have been created by the community, along with some pieces that were created by me, and I'm going to make them into one large wall hanging. That's, that's amazing. I love that idea. I love when you're able to connect the community with art, but especially in the creation of it right? And, yes. and helping yes. people express themselves and learn a different way of doing that. I think that's such a powerful thing. And I, I love when artists are able to reach out into the community and do that. Where, where will this piece be shown when it's all said and done? When it's all done, it's going to be shown at the new, um, what is it called? It's at the art stables, but they're making a new amphitheater. So it will be permanently installed in the new amphitheater um, as one of their pieces of artwork in that space. I'm not exactly space. sure when that's, yes. And so there's like an outside amphitheater, but there's inside spaces um, that have to do with the amphitheater. So it'll be in one of those spaces. Um, so I'm not, I think it's kind of like TBD. They're not exactly sure where it's going to hang, but it's going to be somewhere at the amphitheater. This is also ha happening in conjunction with um, a really wonderful, storytelling workshop that's going to be held with the community in that same space. And then also um, music is involved as well because it's with the amphitheater. So there's a lot of really cool programs happening, having to do with the community in art, the community in storytelling and the community in, and music. And I'm really thankful to be part of that. Um, I was actually invited by City Facts City Fest, sorry, and the Flux Creative um, group. And they're both wonderful, wonderful uh, groups to work with. So that's exciting. And I hope everyone checks it out. That will be starting June 4th. 
Oh, great. So we'll go through the summer then. Go through the summer. Mm-hmm. It's going to be six weeks. So starting June 4th and whatever six weeks is kind of the, the cutoff for that. That's great. I, again, I love when, you know, artists are able to take their art out into the community and really engage in a very hands-on way, in a very interactive way with, you know, whether it's, you know, adults or youth who maybe haven't had that experience before and they can yeah. really get their hands dirty and, and create something very cool. So thank you for doing that. I think that's really tremendous. And I'm of I'm course, I love it. I think art in everyone's lives is like so important and being able to access art is so important. And the it honestly, more and more, it's getting taken out of regular programming for people. So people are getting less opportunities to access art, especially kids, because it's getting taken out of schools and things. And um, I was very fortunate to go to a wonderful school because my mom worked there and we had woodworking and photography and metals and drawing and painting and all of those things. And having access to that in high school was amazing for me. I made a lot of wonderful things and um, I actually have learning differences. So having access to artwork and something that I was really good at made it a lot easier to struggle through English class and all the other things that didn't come naturally to me. So I cannot imagine not having that and any chance that I get to be able to share that with people. I'm happy to be involved. Well, thank you again for doing that. So that reminds me. So while you're, you know, you're, you're essentially having a class, right? You're teaching a class and you're teaching you know, adults and and youth about how to create art. When you see a person who's really struck by the creation of art or, or, you know, the, what it, what it does for them and how it engages them, what do you say to them to inspire them to maybe become artists themselves? Or how do you, how do you pass along that, that sort of spark? What do you say to uh, people? So, I mean, honestly, it can be really hard because there's lots of um, you know, everyday things that we have to take into account. It's not easy to carve time for ourselves to do things that are are important to us all the time. Um, but I definitely try to encourage people to, however you can be involved in art, if you're enjoying it, try to carve that time out and do that. Even if it's like, you know, you like clay, but maybe you can't afford to be in a ceramics class and you can't afford a wheel or a kiln or anything like that, you can still draw or you could get polymer clay or, you know, be creative with your problem solving of still being able to be involved in these kinds of things or see if there are community programs where you'll, you'll get to be involved because there are a lot of people that are doing really great work um, and trying to make this stuff more available to people. So in any, if there's any way that I, at the time, know of something, I will, of course, share those programs with um, people. But I also um, have said a couple of times, I've heard this and it, I think is, it resonates is that you don't want to just do things that you think are going to make you money, but find a way to make money doing the things that you love. And of course we can't always do that. We can't all do that, but if you can try, you should try. I agree. Very sage advice. Good for you. Um, Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, do you have a favorite artist or who inspires you as an artist? Who are some of your favorite makers or creators? Um, I have seen tons of art that I absolutely love, right? A lot of the art that I love is very much, um, 
not necessarily in my style, but that maybe makes it even more, I don't know, attractive to me because that's not the way I make. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I could do that. Um, but as a current artist, one of my teachers and role models, I would say is Amber Cohen. Um, she's a glass artist and she makes absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous work. Um, she also does these assemblages. So she makes all of these different pieces and then puts them into a larger work. Um, and her work is just seriously gorgeous. Um, who's another artist that I have enjoyed? If we're kind of going back in time and talking about color and texture, I, I do love Monet's work. Um, it's gorgeous. And who, I mean, who doesn't? Cause it's, it's, it's gorgeous. Right. Um, but those, those would be my two off the top of my head. But honestly, I'm inspired by local artists and people that I meet all of the time. Um, people that I follow on Instagram. I think that's one of the, the nice things about Instagram. Um, if you're an artist and you want to be exposed to art, there's so many wonderful artists that you get to follow and see part of their process. Um, and I'm constantly impressed and amazed by what I'm seeing. That's great. Well, thank you so much. I want to wrap things up today by thanking Samara Weaver for taking the time to be with me here today on Delaware State of the Arts. I am Michelle Kramer Fitzgerald. You've been listening to us on 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. And we will all look forward to checking out Samara's exhibit at the Mezzanine Gallery starting in June. Thanks so much for being with me, Samara. Thank you so much for having me. Take care.